Welcome to the Billingshurst Family Church Podcast. For more information or to support our work in Billingshurst and the surrounding areas, please visit billingshurstfamily.church. Thank you. Um, Hello, I'm Karen. I'm married to Craig. And I'm really excited to be talking to you today. Um, Let me just pray to start with. Lord, thank you for this opportunity to share who you are and what you've done And I really pray that the Holy Spirit would speak to us this morning and help us understand what you want to be talking to us about today. Amen. Now, I love playing Monopoly. I feel it gives me an excuse to demand large amounts of money of people who are almost bankrupt because, (laughs) after all, it is only a game. And uh, and it's great, it's good fun, until you're losing. Um, I think some of us who've played the game have found that we, we, we go along, we're, we're happy and we're, we're all okay, and then suddenly we realise that we're losing money, and then we land on something like Regent Street and have to give over all our money to a hotel or someone who's got loads of hotels, and then, and then suddenly we find that we have to sell some property, and that is where it gets really heartbreaking, and then it's just downhill from there. I want you to imagine that you're in this situation. Someone comes along, and they... They're doing quite well, and they say to you, look, I want you to partner with me. Come, we'll buy your property back, you can share my money, Uh, you can be secure again, and you don't have the shame of losing everything you own. Just imagine that. But we know how the world works. It doesn't work like that. There are rules. If something is given, there needs to be something given in return. If something's bought, it has to be paid for, or there must be a catch. It's hard to believe that a person would rescue someone in the way that we're about to see. In the Old Testament, in the Bible, there was a man named Boaz, and he lived in Bethlehem. He was successful, and he was respected, and he owned lots of fields, and he grew crops in them. He had lots of workers who picked a grain for him. It was a lot of work. No combine harvest was for them. One day, Boaz went out to his field and noticed that a young woman who had been picking up the grain that was... Had had been picking up the grain that was left over after the workers had collected theirs. He asked his workers who she was and found that she was a Moabite called Ruth, who'd married a Jewish family into a Jewish family, but then her husband had died, and so she'd come with her mother-in-law, Naomi, also a widow, to this Jewish land to live with the people she didn't know. He wanted to help Ruth, so he gave her some lunch, more than she needed, and suggested that she continue to glean the leftover barley from his, from his fields in, until all the harvest was collected. Then he asked his workers to be kind to her and to drop some barley for her on purpose. One day, Boaz was at a threshing floor. After eating a good meal, he lay down at the end of his heap of grain and went to sleep. At midnight, he woke up with a start, as there was a woman lying at his feet. Very strange. Who are you, he said, because it was dark, couldn't see her face. She answered, I'm your servant, Ruth. Spread the corner of your garment over me, since you are a kinsman redeemer of our family. Boaz knew that this meant that he was being asked to marry Ruth, to provide children and to carry on the family line, as well as provide for her mother-in-law, Naomi. I'll explain what a kinsman redeemer is in a bit. Now, he felt honoured, as he he was quite a bit older than her. However... He knew that there was someone more closely related than he was, so he had to ask him first. And when Ruth left the threshing floor after sleeping there, separate from Boaz, Boaz gave her six measures of barley to give 
to Naomi, her mother-in-law, and then went off to, to the town to find out what the, whether the other kinsman redeemer wanted to marry Ruth. Boaz explained the situation to him, and he de- but he declined the offer, as marrying Ruth might upset her in his, his inheritance. So they agreed in front of lots of witnesses that Boaz would marry Ruth and buy the field that Naomi was selling as well. And the other man took off his sandal and gave it to Boaz, as that was the custom for that kind of agreement. So Moaz, Moaz? Boaz married Ruth, and she had a son called Obed, and Naomi was very happy because she had a grandson. So here's a question for you. Check your listening. What was Boaz before he was married? Anyone know? Craig? Ruthless. Ruthless. Ah. <laughs> Had to get that one in there. On a serious note, though, there was the man, Boaz was a man who redeemed, provided, and gave generously. Let's look closer at those three things. Boaz was a kinsman redeemer. He was someone in the family who could buy property or marry a widow in order for the family line to be saved or for the property to stay in the family if the owner couldn't afford to keep it. To redeem means to save someone from sin, error, or, or evil, or to gain or regain possession of something in exchange for payment. Boaz redeemed Ruth by marrying her. He had the choice, and he chose to do it. Boaz saved Ruth from not having children and from the shame and insecurity of being a widow. He gave her a fulfilled life. He provided for her by giving her food and arranging for her to have grain to collect. And in marrying her, she had everything that he had, land, wealth, and inheritance. He gave generously. He didn't, want her, he didn't, just have, he didn't have to give her lunch, but he gave her so much that she had some left over which she could keep. And then he asked his workers to drop some grain for her. This was not a stingy act of kindness, but a generous one. Now think about how incredible God is in comparison. Boaz gives a picture of Jesus as he was on the, on the earth and a picture of God as he is now and the way God as Father, Son and Spirit work today. And God's people are like Ruth, not just Jews, but people of all nations in need of, in need of everything God does for us. So as I said, redeeming someone is to rescue them, save them from sin or evil, that is, and that is exactly what Jesus did when he died on the cross. He didn't deserve to die because he had done nothing wrong, but everyone else had. He brought brought those who believed in him into his family by paying the price, which was his life laid down on the cross. In 1 Peter 1, 18, we are told how we are redeemed or ransomed from the empty way of life handed down to us from our ancestors, not with silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Jesus, like that of an unblemished and spotless lamb. So he bought us for himself by dying like a sacrificial lamb so that we don't have to be punished in that way ourselves. Then he came back to life and showed he had power even over death. He saved and continues to save people from sin-filled, directionless lives so that we can be rescued and given a new path, knowing him and walking with him, which is much better and much more fulfilling way of living. He loves us so much And it says in the Bible that the church, that's his people, are his bride. Jesus provided for people around him when he miraculously fed thousands of people with just a few fish and some loaves of bread. Twice. And both those times they had huge amounts left over. 
God even promises in Luke 12, verse 22 to 30, to give us what we need when we need it. It's a long passage. Have a look at it another time when you get a chance. I know that God has provided so much for me. Take things like food, clothes, and somewhere to live. It might not look like God's provided them, because I earned the money, and then I went and spent it. But I know that I wouldn't have the money if God hadn't given me the jobs that I've had. I believe he directed me to become a teacher. And then over the last nine years, he's provided job after job just when I needed them with the hours I needed. And I could tell you other stories of people, of God providing for people when they don't have enough. God doesn't only supply our needs, but he also gives generously. Quick question, how many of you enjoy food? (laughs) Exactly. God designed the world so that it would provide food, lots of it. And it tastes good. And he made you and me with taste buds so that we could taste it. And he put so many variations of colours into the world. Why was that? He didn't have to. Maybe it was so that we could enjoy them. And think about all the other things that God has provided abundantly. So how can we respond to this? I think we need to do three things. First of all, I think we need to accept and make the most of his redemption. You might be thinking, this is too big. I can't accept that Jesus died for me. I don't deserve it. This can't be for me. Well, no one deserves it. But you need to trust what the Bible says. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raises him from the dead, you will be raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's Romans 10, verse 9. Or you might be thinking, I don't need this. I am fine by myself. You might think you can do life by yourself, but are you living your life to the full? I think God has the best plan for your life. It might be harder in places, but it will be more exciting and more fulfilling. Some of us have heard this before, but we need to make sure that we are walking along the path that God wants us to walk down. Otherwise, we're not getting the fullness of his plans for us. I've had to ask for his help to get back on track many times, and sometimes it's been hard, but it's been worth it. Second, I think we need to trust and be thankful for his provision. When we trust that God will provide, we will see him come through for us. We'll be supported, and then we'll learn to trust him more. And thirdly, we need to mirror his generosity. We've received so freely, we must give freely to others. That means passing on what God has done for us. We've received so much, but we haven't paid for it. God has. God paid for it. So we should demonstrate God's love to others. With God's help, rescue those who need rescuing. Pray for people. Support them. Love them. Imagine if everyone we know who could be redeemed, rescued. The root cause of so many problems in our society could vanish. People would feel loved, accepted, supported. And it would spread to their families and friends. BFC is a place where we can model this to Billingshurst. And that's really exciting. Let me pray. Lord, thank you for everything you've done for us. Thank you that you've given us more than we need. And I pray that you'd show us how to live lives following your ways and your plans. If anyone's struggling now to see how you're going to provide for them, Lord, I pray that you would show them and you give them the faith to trust, faith to trust that you will provide. Help us to be thankful for your generosity and give us an overflow of love for those people who need it, and the boldness to share it. Thank you. Amen.